I'm all about building communities, celebrating unique journeys, and sharing stories about the paths people have taken to enter the tech industry. Join me as we explore the skills my guests have learned in their prior jobs, schooling, or life experiences, and how they apply them to their current roles in tech. My guest today grew up having, as he puts it, a fixed mindset. He studied graphic design and education in school and actually ended up teaching himself to program by making an app for his school when he was a teacher. Then in 2018, he realized he wanted to do development full time and has been a front end dev ever since. Today, he does front end development at an agency and writes Front End Horse, a newsletter and blog where he learns creative techniques from other great front end developers. His name is Alex Trost. Alex, welcome to We Belong Here. I didn't know it, but I had uh, what was called like a fixed mindset about a lot of things where I thought that I wasn't smart enough to do lots of things, so why bother trying? I'm your host, Lauren Lee, and this is We Belong Here, lessons from unconventional paths to tech. Alex, welcome to We Belong Here. Hey, Lauren. Thanks so much for having me. I'm super excited to be chatting with you today. Let's start at the beginning, shall we? Yeah, sure. Okay, let's do it. Can you tell me more about the experiences that you had before you entered the tech industry? Yeah, so it's kind of been a lot of jumps to get to here, I feel like. I've always been interested in websites. I was making websites back when I was like 13 and 14. I made a site called freebasketballskills.com, and I was terrible at basketball. There was no there was no reason for it. I really liked basketball. It was you know, like my little pet project. I was writing like articles on there about how to dribble. I never made the high school team. I never made the middle school team. It was a mess. Hey, everybody, like want to see how you can dribble? Follow yep, me. I, uh, it <laughs> was it was like my whole little passion project. And yeah, I would work on HTML, CSS and stuff like that. But I never, ever thought I could program because programming is calculus, right? programming is really difficult. I went to the library with my dad. I brought home like a uh, C sharp book, not even like a C sharp for dummies or like a C sharp for anything. It was just like, like, like straight up. Here's, here's how you program with C sharp. And it just, it just was overwhelming. And I'm like, no, like JavaScript's the same way. Like I, I noped out. Yeah. And, and so like from that, I kind of like got into like graphic design and Photoshop and stuff. And so like through, through high school, I could do websites and designy type stuff. I see. It sounds as though like websites and programming, those two things seemed very separate very in different. your mind. Very, yeah. Got it. Yep. Yep. Totally can relate to that. Sure. Okay. Yeah. So like any kind of programming, nope, I'm not smart enough for that. I can't do that. I can hack around. But maintain a basketball website like that I'm going to do. <laughs> you don't need to know how to program to, to make freebasketballskills.com. You just need to know how to write about dribbling oh, and uh, the proper form for a jump shot. That's hilarious. Uh, okay. You also don't need to know how to do a jump shot because you can still be bad at it. I love it. Right? I love it. Yeah. Okay. So got it. So then that allowed you to discover graphic design and that interest, it sounds like. Yeah. Okay. And then so wasn't doing great in high school and just kind of was like, all right, I'm going to go uh, to community college for graphic design. It kind of followed the whole like, I'm not smart enough for X kind of thing. And at the time, I didn't know it, but I had uh, what was called like a fix the mindset about a lot of things where I thought that I wasn't smart enough to do lots of things. So why bother trying? Don't even like show up, don't do homework, don't study, just kind of like, you know, just get C's and D's through high school and go to community college for graphic design. And so that 
that's what I did. I did design for a little bit and I'm not going to give the whole like, you know, entire life story. I'll, I'll try to skip ahead a little bit, but basically eventually I got into teaching just from finding out that teaching kids is fantastic. Teaching anyone anything and watching that light bulb moment is so rewarding and just being able to see that. And then with kids, it's like, they don't know anything. So you can do that a million times a day. And just blow their minds. Yeah, and every subject. I have my elementary yes. teaching credential also. I uh, got into yeah. it and loved it. And it was same thing, that feeling of like, okay, now we're going to do math. And, like, and that's like, awesome. What? Yeah. what? And then you switch to reading and you're like, and this is how you spell that. And they're like, what? Oh, my God. Yes. It's and, so good. It's so you fun. Like, you like tie your shoes in like less than three <laughs> seconds. And they're like, Master Trost. You're you are amazing. a wizard. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, and so I love that. Uh, my, my basketball skills came back real, real, real hard there. And I was really able to impress a bunch of eight-year-olds with, uh, with my dribbling. Uh, okay. So what grade did you, were you teaching? I taught second grade. And for anyone Ooh. not in the U.S., that is uh, like eight and nine-year-old kids. A dreamy time. It's that was, a, I think my... Fun. Yeah. My student teaching was third grade and it was Same super fun. Yeah. Yep. Just like so good. And cherub and curious and there's just like curiosity in their veins and excitement yeah. about yeah uh i ended up becoming a high school english teacher afterwards okay. i couldn't find an elementary teaching job but that is like where my original passion also lies yeah that's so yeah. cool but wait back me up how did you get from graphic design to teaching like where'd that leap from just like discovering that teaching was fun yeah i mean like i i kind of skipped over the part where i did swim lessons at my local like gym just as like a side job so did i really oh my that's God. funny yes uh, that is i had i was a lifeguard yeah, i was a lifeguard and yeah i i did some lifeguarding uh while i was trying to get like a, a design career off the ground and they were like we need we need instructors i'm like all right and and i always like like babysat like i i was always good with with kids and in, enjoyed hanging out with them because i'm just a big child honestly like i mind embarrassing myself Mine was, I was a summer camp counselor. And so I was like, well, this I is like super later. fun. Yeah. And then I was like, wait, can I, okay, yeah. And I was like, can I make camp every day? And that was how I like clicked and connect the dots and was like, heck yeah. And then you get into fun. teaching and you're like, this is not that. This is not that. Oh, yeah, abort, abort, abort. I mean, I was, I mean, I taught for eight nice. years and I'm, it was such valuable time. It was so important to like who I yeah. am as a human and I do not regret it at all. But yeah, I mean, yeah, so different. Yeah, the politics <laughs> and every other task, like teachers, yeah. please, to anyone listening, teachers need your support. They need more money. They need more everything. Like, like I, I felt yeah. awkward, you know, complaining about it as a teacher, but now that I'm out, uh, they they yes shout it from the moon from the moon i mean the moon yeah. might be hard the vacuum in space might make it really i mean i think that might be our problem is that people are shouting it from the moon currently and no one's able to hear that um but the mountaintops yeah oh God, yeah please yes please do everyone thank you so much okay so is that what then kind of oh no no, no. Be you wrote the app for your school that yeah. was what kind of helped you click that you could get into web development kind of to, to tie the fixed mindset and the education thing together like i i went back to school to become a teacher and there is is where i found out like oh there's this whole thing called growth mindset and fixed mindsets and i'm like oh my god that's me i think that i am just as smart as i was when i was born and i can't get any smarter so if i'm bad at math now i'll always be bad at math and trying a new thing like programming is scary 
Because what if I'm bad at it? That means that I'm I'm not smart and I'm not going to do that. So like learning about a growth mindset and the fact that you're just good at stuff that you work at, that kind of unlocked like everything for me. And so it was like, I can do programming, right? Like, like, like it, it's, it's, and for kids, it's that same kind of superpower of like, oh my, I'm not, I'm not bad at math. I'm just not good at math yet. Or, or I'm, I'm not, I can't do this yet. Yeah. Like I haven't taken geometry yet, but I'm going to. And just, right. yeah, exactly. Knowing that it's coming and it will be unlocked at some point. And yeah, for whatever reason, we learn to turn that off. But I love that yep. you speak to like growth mindset and that you've also been able to make that total shift and that you implore it today. That's incredible. Yeah. Like, like that, it, it, it's weird, but I had to kind of go through that step to be able to come to programming where yeah. like, you know, like I, I, I just didn't have um, the mental skills or um, yeah, just the, the mental ability to try the, the challenging things of learning how to code. So. Sure. Okay. So then once you decided that like you could open up your brain to new things, how then did you in fact learn to code? Was it by building the app for your school or like what were the steps you took there? I started to teach and after a couple of years of teaching, realized that because of standardized testing in the United States, we just have the most data about our kids that you could ever possibly want. But it's it's an inhuman amount of, of, of data in the sense that like I, I get back a thousand data points about each of my 20 students and, and 20, by the way, for a classroom in the US is very small. I was very fortunate in that. But going through like a thousand data points about each kid and it changes every day because mm-hmm. they're learning constantly, it wasn't feasible. So they'd be like, good news. Here's everything about, uh, you know, this child. And you go, great. Right. I I can't use this. This is useless to me because yeah. How do you consume it? Yeah, and then know what to do with it, and and then reassess, make sure that yeah, yeah. So oh yeah, and then teach anything in the middle of the reassessments. Sure, right. It's wild. So so kind of like long story short, there um, I realized oh wait this is a problem that a program can solve partly because we we had a web app that we were using that had a, a ton of math problems, uh, like like broken down into specific skills, but it had a terrible UX. It's literally a ordered list of like 200 exercises. And it's, and, and that's the UX for eight-year-olds. It's just an ordered list. And, and you say like, hey, kid, go do J12. Uh, and they're like, all right, Mr. Trost, what did he say? And, 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 and like they go over, they have to type in their username and log in and then like scroll through an ordered list and go to, and you're just like, how did, no one on this team knows how to do UX, or at least they don't know how to do it for children. So I made like a a web wrapper around that site that was customized to each kid and would tell and, and would like link to that problem. And so just able to do more with the data and connecting it to that site and assessing to see if they learned it and, and recommending the next thing. And so it, it was just kind of like, I don't know how to program, but this is a problem that can be solved with programming. So I, I have summers. No, I get that. And you were using your graphic design stuff also. Like it's neat that you were kind of merging all interests in that moment and that thus like kind of lit a fire for you to figure it out and kind of problem solve while building. Yeah, that that was definitely a, a fun part of it where like I also got to um, do a little bit of like human behavior stuff where like if, if kids did it three days in a row, they would earn like a sticker or like an avatar that they could change to in the web app that I made. So like, you know, I broke so many copyright laws just in that like I would make a Lego sticker and I would make a Frozen sticker, right? Like 
whatever they wanted. I'm like, yeah, it's just our, our little web app here at the school. So. Oh my gosh. But yeah, that's, you know, be cool, Disney. Be cool. Okay. No, 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 no. I think that that is like so incredible. And it's just tapping into like such innate knowledge of, you know, that age of a kid and what motivates them to and like how to get them excited. And then, yeah, I mean, afterwards and probably zooming out, we're like, oh, I just built that. Like, heck yeah, that's pretty cool. For me personally, when I decided to make the leap yeah. and leave teaching, that was really tough. What about for you when you decided to like, you had had your last year, how did you navigate kind of making the full-time switch? I had been working on that web app, which by the way, was made in Python and Django. Cool. So like, love Django. Yeah. I typed into Google, like, what language should I learn? Right. And Google was like, uh, so like, it was a website that was like, what do you want to do? And I clicked like on web app and it's like, what language looks best to you? And I saw the, the three and I'm like, this one looks kind of nice. And like, that's Python. Go learn Python. I'm like, all right, I guess so. And you know what? It worked out in the sense that like I learned a language and then eventually I jumped to JavaScript and it was just easier having known a language and like it transfers. And so pick one, yeah. don't try to learn them all. Like that's incredible advice because it's not possible to learn them all when you're starting out. Right. And so, yeah, just there know that it, you're not married to it for the rest of your life. You don't need to be a Django developer forever. Right. If that's what you, I mean, I learned Ruby at my boot camp, for example, and I haven't touched that in years, Yeah, but I think it's, yeah. Then learning the transferable pieces of like understanding the foundation of things and oh, okay so this looks like this in that language and right. just how to do that bit so then yeah sure okay cool so you you built it on that and then what happened yeah so just after a few years of refining that app and kind of realizing all right like, i can i think i can do this like full-time i think someone will hire me even sure. Like, if, if, sure if not based on this based on something i did a udacity nano degree which is it's just a completely like online thing um it was it's not that anyone cared about the degree or, or, or sorry the nano degree you know no one that i went and and like interviewed with or spoke to afterwards was like a nano degree well come right in sir like no one even knew what that was right i had to think of the name the the, the benefit of it was for me it was a decent amount of money and it was a full like course that you had to go through and it had projects and like someone kind of like gave you a little bit of feedback on the projects. It, it wasn't it wasn't like a full like code review, but they were like, good job. This is code. This looks this looks like code to me and it runs. So, hey, it's good. And that was more than I've ever had. Right. Like I've just been like writing the worst code possible in my own personal web app and building it for my school. And no one in my school like knows Excel files and stuff. Right. Um, so it was better than I've ever had. And I was able to make some projects. And I learned React and JavaScript and some more web development stuff. And it was, it was good. So it sounds like that, you know, gave you structure, a bit of feedback, some code reviews, et cetera. And then also just like helped you build out your portfolio for interviewing also. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it's helpful to have that stuff when you are like sending out resumes and trying to like get your foot in the door to be able to speak to projects. So I think that's great advice for folks that are like curious to take a similar path. Hello, We Belong Here listeners. Today's episode is sponsored by the new We Belong Here Discord community. 
I recently have been thinking about ways to continue the conversation with guests after each episode, to foster our community, share resources, and stay connected to both the guests and listeners. And I'm excited because we've created a We Belong Here Discord server. What is Discord, you might be asking? Well, it's a voice, video, and text communication service to talk and hang out with your friends and communities. I know, neat, right? It will be a place for us to connect, share resources, mentor, and build community together. Everyone is welcome, and it promises to be an incredibly inclusive space. It's important to me that everyone has an inclusive community where everyone feels welcome and supported. And this could be yours. If this sounds like something you'd be interested in joining, please do. The link to join is bit.ly slash WeBelongDiscord. That's bit.ly forward slash WeBelongDiscord, D-I-S-C-O-R-D. Or find a link in my bio on Twitter or Instagram at LoloCoding. I'm super excited to see you there. How did you land your first gig? Yeah, well, like um, the the advice in general that I give when people ask, I mean, first off is just pick a, pick, pick a language. Like just, I mean, I kind of just got lucky in that I picked a, a language, but so many people are just kind of, um, they, they want to make sure they pick the best language and the best framework and they don't want to do anything until they they've figured it out and so they don't do anything so just, just jump into something is is key but then also no one cared nearly as much about my react apps all of the react projects that i did even though i was i was applying for a, a react position uh as much as they cared about the personal web app that that, that i made I, w- I was able to speak to that so much more thoroughly because it was like genuine problems that i had to solve and i had to come up with this thing and then there was also like the part about I I kind of had customers in in a sense of like you know I had to make the kids use it and I also had other teachers using it so it was the most like real project that I had even though it was not the most related so like I I I think that doing personal projects alongside any kind of like a, a boot camp thing where you go and you make I don't know like I I had like a uh, a bookcase or or something like it, it connected to an API and this and that but like. It was a cool React project, but but they could kind of tell like, okay, so this is a thing from a course or something like that. Right. And I remember when I was like dipping my toes into the interview pool, it was my entire cohort had the same code repo. So like we all were competing then against one another. So yeah, like yeah. the final project that was your own was the only thing that was really interesting because everything else was had been kind of prescribed. So yeah, I think that that's incredible advice because it also speaks to doing things that like are solving a problem that are real for you. And that talks then about what it will be like to work on a team with you in the future. It just kind of simulates a lot of different pieces for a hiring manager to assess. So yeah, I think that that's really brilliant. Thank you for sharing that. I appreciate it a lot. So you found your way to a front end web developer role. Yes. Yeah. Got a a role. Thanks. Um, Congratulations. No, I mean, that's huge. It's terrifying to like school. I'm not coming back. Like admin, thank you so much. You know, I just like, it's a terrifying leap of faith. Yeah, it definitely was kind of intimidating. I mean, like I, I'm probably was terrified out of my mind, but looking back, I'm like, yeah, I I felt fine about it. I I guarantee I was complaining to my wife every night how this is just going to, this is going to explode. We're all going to die. 
I am I am a joke of a person. Just like I'm, I'm sure I was catastrophizing every single day, but I, f- I felt a little bit better about it just because of like that course and the web app and stuff. But I was able to get a, a local New Haven job um, doing some front end stuff. It it was supposed to be a bit more React. Turned out to be a lot of digging through PHP uh, files, which I didn't I didn't know anything about. And great on the job uh, learning opportunities. <laughs> that's exactly what it was. It was like we have all these PHP sites. Go oh clean them up, fix them, and it was just yeah. There was that's, no yeah. there was no Git. There was no code versioning. There was no uh, backup. Everyone got root access, and we go in and we hope we don't mess up these files because they're live websites. And so that was that was the first gig. And you know what? That's I I got my foot in the door. Like that was all right. That was great. Okay, so take me then to today. And so now you you wear two titles, right? Like you do front end development, but then you also have this other piece of your life, the front end horse. Tell me about that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, so I'll start with the with the day job. Um, I'm a front end developer at uh, an agency here in in New Haven called Digital Surgeons, and um, work on all different kinds of sites. It's kind of it, it, it's a great experience because um, I'm in a WordPress site on one day. I'm in a craft CMS site on another day. Doing doing a Gatsby site on on you know the next day. Not not actually that chaotic, but um, we 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 hop to lots of different projects based on what the client needs. If the client has a whole bunch of sites in WordPress, we're not gonna make them spin one up in Next.js. <laughs> no, I think that that's awesome, and I have never myself worked in an agency. But it, when speaking to folks on the podcast that do, it sounds as though it allows you to like really never get bored because there's always either a new client or a new problem to solve, and just kind of like make sense of different solutions in a way that maybe other roles wouldn't allow you to. So yeah, it seems like a really great place to learn and really kind of like harness skills figure out what you're interested in too and kind yeah. of develop that expertise in places. Yeah, no, it's 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 cool. wonderful for that, but it's also like when you dig into a very old repo where you're you're running node 6 and you know I mean like like th- th- there's just some stuff where like hey, like th- this this client wants to update their site. It hasn't been updated in 6 years and you're like, "Oh boy, this is going to be something." And then the, the the next client is like, "Hey, we need a brand new Next.js app and you just like rub your hands. You're like, all right, that's that's going to be great. Like, you know, it's going from 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 hot to cold. But yeah, you do learn. You you, you learn how to maintain uh, old stuff, which is part of uh, the web, right? Like most of the web isn't Next.js and React apps and all this other stuff. Uh, it's old WordPress sites and old old Laravel sites and stuff. So. Yeah, no, that's cool. That's interesting. It's a balance of both, of new yeah. and old, it sounds like. Very yeah. cool. That's neat. So, all right, so that's one one hat that you wear. Yeah. And then the other. And then uh, mornings, nights, and weekends. Yes. <laughs> when, when I was teaching and then waking up early in the morning to work on the web app and to learn how to code and do all that kind of stuff, it was always like mm-hmm. this like, as soon as I get that 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 developer job, I'll be able to like sleep in and I'll be able to just like relax and uh, that'll, that'll be my new life. And then, yeah, I just I I have a problem where I just need something, some busy work to occupy my time. I I feel uh, I don't know. So I uh, I have always wanted to go through. Code pens. Um, if if you're not familiar, it's this. Or I mean, if if anyone's not familiar, 
it's this awesome site with these fantastic like small snippets of code or like full-blown games like uh it's just html css and javascript and people can put the most amazing stuff on there like works of art and it's it's just a, a great quick place to toss some code up and i love it it's it's just a lot of fun to see all the creativity that comes out of there but there is just some stuff that is so 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 next level you just look at it you're like how in the world how are they doing there's no javascript what how are they how are they doing this and you you, you just you just you don't know and you'll never know and you'll go to bed and you'll you'll lay awake and you'll never right. know how they did that and so that that you know that ate at me for a while and i'm like i i want to be the person to find out how they're doing that so i i reach out to those developers and i say hey uh i've dug through the code or or, or First, I say, hey, would you mind if I wrote about this? Because I'll be asking you some questions. I hope you don't mind. And they say, great. Yeah, sure. Great. And um, then I say, how are you doing this on line 30? Like, what is that even doing? What is this thing? What's the trick here? And they kind of explain it to me and or or like give me some resources and say, hey, I, I, I learned that from this tutorial or there's just so, so much that you can get when you actually reach out to the person. But people don't do that, right? Like, like people aren't going to do that 90% of the time. So I'm trying to like save us all some trouble and reach out and say, Hey, you, how are you doing this amazing thing? It's cool. Cause you're first off, like letting go of your ego being like, I don't understand this. Can you help me make sense of it? And I think some people in this industry and probably many others like struggle with that piece. So I applaud you for just being like, Hey, I have a question. Help me understand this. That's really amazing. And then secondly, it's like you're pulling together resources for folks that are excited about it too. And so that is really lovely and a cool way to, you know, give back to your community. So that's awesome. Uh, very cool. Well, I'll include like all of this in the show notes too. So yeah. listeners, if you want to, you know, go check out Front End Horse, please, please do. Where did we get the name? That is a very common question and, and no one expects it. It is the funniest domain that you can buy, in my opinion. Uh, .horse is an actual domain that you can purchase and it is by far the most ridiculous. There, there is no .dog. There is no .cat. There is only .horse. I mean, th- I mean th- there's plenty of other .somethings, right? Like .xyz. Yeah, when you enter into that space of the fun after, or, yeah, that yeah. is that is so, really <laughs> ridiculous. I love that. I knew I wanted to start like a front end newsletter and blog, and uh, I was like, oh, you know, like like front end weekly or front end. I'm I'm gonna say some some example ones that that do exist. I'm not bashing them. Hundred percent. No, no, no. no. But, but like, I I didn't I didn't want to go for like uh, Alex's front end newsletter. Uh, you know, like, like, just like, oh, okay, like, oh, whatever. Hundred percent. And and like, I don't know what the logo for that looks like. I don't know what the branding for that is. I don't know what you know what what the gimmick is. Where the like, front end horse. Front end horse is hilarious <laughs> to me. And I make horse puns, and I say, "Howdy, partner! Like, welcome to the uh, yeah. the the web dev horse trail." Like, I I, I go oh, I go yeah. hard in the paint on the horse puns. Yeah. So, so like, that's the entire, that's the whole laugh for me. I just did a redesign where I, I modeled out a, a a horse character in blenders. It's like a 3d horse now. And there's all this nonsense. It's a lot of nonsense, but it's fun. And that's what keeps me doing it. You know? Well, and yeah, I think that that you got to be excited about your passion projects and (laughs) there has to be some level of silly to it. So I, 
sounds like you've nailed both of those things. I I, I like to think I might have. No, I think that that is amazing. Yes, listeners, please, please go check it out and say howdy to Alex in that world. Hello, We Belong Here listeners. Imagine a job where you can work whenever you want, on whatever you want, from wherever you want. Hello, white sand beaches of Thailand or the comfort of your own couch. Oh, and you're your own boss. Now, what if I told you that dream could become your reality? This is the life of a freelancer, and with some hard work and the help of Hectic, it could be your life too. Hectic is an all-in-one business management software built specifically for freelancers who are just getting started or looking to take their freelance business to the next level. Hectic is everything a freelancer needs to get started, from an easy-to-use contracts and proposal builder to client management and project tracking to expenses and invoices that features click-to-pay technology that makes it quick and easy for freelancers to get paid. Built specifically for freelancers, Hectic is everything you need to get started. Visit gethecticapp.com slash webelonghere to learn more and start for free. Yep, adding your first client on the platform will always be free. And if you sign up through the gethecticapp.com slash webelonghere, you'll be supporting me in this podcast. Because who couldn't use a little extra support right now? Visit gethecticapp.com slash webelonghere to find everything you need to start or grow your freelancing business today and put those in-demand skills to good use in the way you've always dreamed of. Do you find yourself using the stuff that you learned when you were a teacher or like kind of the skills that you developed in that industry, if you will, today? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, um, I think a lot about education, like as far as like educational practice, I bring the things that I learn in school about how to educate kids um, in, in into my newsletters or, or into my articles, at least. Um in the sense that I try to make them accessible to lots of different skill ranges. Um, I don't, you know, like, like I don't know everyone's skill who's going to read this. I'm not going to say like, if you don't know JavaScript, get out of here. Or if you don't know whatever, like get lost. Or like, if you already know this, I want to give you something to, to chew on too. So I, I try to scaffold my, my uh, instruction and, 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 if I'm touching on something that I'm not going to be covering this article, but you might need to know, I'll link out to like the MDN article on that. And I try to give some kind of ideas for how to take these ideas further. If someone already knows how to do this thing with CSS grid, I go, Hey, like, it would be awesome if, if you tried to take this a step further and we could see what, what you do with it so that uh, beginners, uh, people who are kind of like right in that perfect zone of proximal development, as it's called in, in education, and also people that are kind of past this and uh, might be bored otherwise, but now they kind of have like this challenge or you might link off to like some like, oh, like here's a super advanced version of this. You kind of keep all those readers interested and give them all something. Yeah, it's so thoughtful. And just being aware that not everyone is at the same place in their learning journey and that there are different styles of learners. I think that is so 
helpful when creating the content uh, for, you know, everyone. And I think that the more we can have that lens in this industry, the better. And so, yeah, happy that you exist and that you're turning it out. That is awesome. I so, so appreciate it. And it sounds like you're doing incredible work. You know, not enough people tell me that they're happy that I exist. So I appreciate that. <laughs> that I'm so, um, I get weirdly wholesome sometimes. No, like, I appreciate that more Lauren. than you know. <laughs> Man, am I glad. <laughs> um, okay, no. So can you share any life lessons that you've learned from your transition to tech? I think the the biggest one kind of goes back to growth mindset. Um, I, I mean, I, that, that's one thing that if I can, um, although granted, I, I don't talk about it on front end horse because it's not, it's not really the topic there. But if I can um, kind of instill something in, in people, uh, it is just the sense that you get better at the things that you try and the more that you can kind of push past those reservations to, to kind of understand that um you know if you come at things with a student mindset and just understand that like you know like you said earlier drop the ego don't worry if you look silly or if you you know uh if, if people find out oh my you don't know about that like most people aren't going to care a lot like, like like yeah some people might do that to you it's definitely you know like there's always that person yeah and then if so they're toxic and gatekeepers and bye yeah, we don't need them in yeah, our lives and, so and, <laughs> and honestly i just respond with a smile yeah no i've I, I have no idea can you show me and they generally like to show you <laughs> but you know like the, the, there's always there's always that second of like oh, wait you don't know about like promises and it's like yeah no can you, can you teach me about that that sounds cool um so like yeah <laughs> like, like the that's oh, great dropping the ego and trying to um open yourself up to any and all growth is um, is definitely like the, the the fastest way to learn, the fastest way to get people to help you without asking for help. If, if that kind of makes sense, absolutely, yeah, because that can be sometimes like off putting for whatever reason. So yeah, no, that's a great learning moment. It sounds like you've had, and so then to share it with others. Yes, thank you for doing so. Let's do some rapid fire questions before we wrap up. Yeah, all right. I will answer them slowly though. So Fabulous. I'm, I'm not going to play. Well. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you so much. No, they never end up being rapid fire. I just, I don't know why I say that. Your favorite app on your phone. So it's definitely not Twitter, although that keeps sneaking its way onto my phone. That That's a least favorite. I think Bear um, is kind of like my favorite okay. app all around. It's this fantastic note taking app. It's Mac only, uh, so but it's like in the Apple ecosystem. But it is just a very clean markdown note taking app that just it just works really well. Um, it boots up fast, and uh, yeah, I I don't know what it says about me that uh, that note taking app is like oh yeah that that's sick that that app slaps like that's absolutely my no I'm I'm stoked <laughs> to check it out. So you're speaking like, my language, like headers uh... and like underline. Uh, <laughs> It's even italics on that thing. It's sick. <laughs> I can't. I can't wait to hang up this call mm -hmm. to download it. Um, just kidding. Um, okay. Preferred tech stack. Oh, see, I I heard text stack, and I was excited again about Bear. Um, oh, <laughs> no. <should we> favorite <laughs> font. Ooh, should I ask people what their favorite font is? When people you might get some people canceled just from picking like really crappy fonts. Like someone's like lobster. Right? I love lobster. There's like. Mm. Mm. Ooh, that's a dark yeah, right? place. I, yeah, yeah, you're yeah, gonna get people yeah. in trouble, fired from business. their jobs. That's not, that's yeah, I mean, you want to no, 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 no. never mind. Yeah, 
like I'm pretty partial to Montserrat oh, that's recently, good. but yeah, I just have like been moving everything away from Times New Roman. It feels that feels like a dangerous place. Yeah, and I mean, in, in, yeah. unless your middle school teacher requires that, and you have to do. Uh, yeah, the doc I'm looking at is in Georgia right now, and I'm not sure why we're talking about this. I'm so sorry. This this is the new podcast. This is where this should go. Uh, to talk. Solid content. I guarantee that that that's a podcast. Oh, I talk is absolutely a podcast. I know we have in my house a I think a coffee table book about fonts. In yeah, no, that's oh, great. Yeah, no, I, I, I think typography is gorgeous. I I just did that redesign and Recoletta, I think it's what it's called, is like is the font I chose. It's like uh, it's kind of like the Netlify font. They did yes. a slightly different one, but like yep. it's it's like a Cooper Black, and it's just really nice. It's very friendly and, and bubbly. I don't know. Yeah. Wow. Uh, yeah. Wow. Anyway. This, is, this has been great, everyone. <laughs> I can I can do tangents all day. That's uh, oh that's right that's in my wheelhouse. Um, are you a coffee or a tea drinker or neither? I can't do either. Well, I I can I can yeah. do tea, but I can't do coffee because uh, I get a little upset stomach. But yeah. uh, really, yeah, no, I, I just do a lot of water kind of all day. Um, tea doesn't do anything for me. It's just not great water. I don't know. It's just water that tastes less good. Um, <laughs> okay. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, how would you name or identify your style of learning? Yeah, that's interesting because I I I think part of that is wanting to avoid doing that almost because sure. This is a really dangerous question. Yeah, right. It's like, well, all right. <laughs> this was actually my thesis. Hmm, let me let me just pull that out for you real quick. Um, the dangers of defining your style of learning. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, like, uh, <laughs> it's only 300 pages. That'll be a quick read. Shall we start? Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah just because I, I, I think that people box themselves in. I've, I've literally had people, teachers, say to me, uh, oh yeah, no, this, I, I'm, I'm a visual learner, so I can't listen to this and learn from this. And I go, right. no, that's not, that's not true. No, please don't say that. Cause that's not true. That's not right. how that, that works. So yeah. Like, um, as far as like divide, defining the way that I learn and boxing myself in on that, I, I, I personally just feel like it's, it's gonna, um, give myself an out. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the, 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 the next time I'm, I'm like, too lazy to read an article and be like, uh, I'm not this kind of learner. I'm going to go watch YouTube videos about nothing. Uh, I love it. I love so, it. That's yeah, interesting. I'm going to try and take that tactic next time someone says like, oh, I can't take, I can't consume it that whatever. Um, yeah. yeah. You, you have a preference, but like, like you, you can read stop signs and you can listen when people say stop, like, like, like you can take in information from all your senses unless you cannot, right? Like, Unless you 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 have like a, a genuine um, a disorder or, or or something like yes a- absolutely but for for the majority of people saying that that mm-hmm. you are uh, I'm a kinesthetic learner you can still take in information other other ways you just have a preference but is it problematic to have a preference is it okay for me to say I like to be project based like I like to love what I'm learning and need to have to solve the problem and that's how I like to tackle it is that are we in danger territory by declaring what we prefer I just think that I've seen so many people take it as oh this is the thing that I am like I am a Gemini and I am a visual learner, 
and those things are set in stone and th- this is the way that I am. Pedagogy podcast feels as though that we're tiptoeing towards, so I'm down for that also. Okay, here we are. Hello, listener, if you've made it this far. Yeah, right. Please hand I... in your homework. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. That was ultimately like my final year of teaching was all, I w- was so exhausted by that fifth period of teaching the same five paragraph essay like those poor kids in that fifth period like i'd be like i've already said this to you guys right like yeah you've already they're like no um miss lee we uh we're different children right (laughs) um we're individuals and i'd be like nah we've covered this you want to watch a movie and it was like oh i have to go like this is not okay i was such a bad teacher at that moment but yeah it is everyone that's doing it we appreciate you and value you um okay every every one of those kids were in in fifth period remembers you fantastically and you were their favorite Mm -hmm, teacher mm -hmm. (laughs) actually my kids were the ones that taught me about coding in the first place they were the ones that were building websites for projects like we'd read othello and then they would create a tumblr website for desdemona and i'd be like wait 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 hold on you added that like you did that they'd be like yeah get with the program this is coding Yo, kid, uh, can I? <laughs> no, and they, and they were like, they send it, ended up giving me assignments of it. Like, okay, here, take this class on Code Academy or whatever. And it was great. So That's when awesome. I did get into my boot camp and left the school, they were like, oh, you did it. And it was really wonderful, like full circle. That's so cool. Moment of them being like really proud of me. And yeah, and some of them are software devs now. And it's just like so magical. And we're like engineers together. And it's, I love it. It's, That's I know. Awesome. See, my my eight eight year old students were sad when I left, and looking back, that was selfish of them. Uh, they should have been happy. No, <laughs> so different. I mean, these were like my your, high school. Your kids I know, were happy. I know. Oh my gosh! I think you're going to find this question problematic, also. So I I danger asking it. But if you could go back and tell yourself some bit of wisdom, when would you pick, and what would you say? Oh man, yeah. I I I, I hate to keep. No, I mean, see, see, um, I think. You're, you're like no. See, I think time travel is problematic. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I just break that. No, see, uh, what Interstellar got wrong was uh, no, uh, no. I, you know, I know I'm kind of hammering this at this point, and maybe that's why uh, I'm, I'm going to this because it's like front of mind. But uh, I do think a lot just how different things would be if, like, okay, so my dad when I was a kid told me constantly that I was a genius. And this was like from like, you know, five years old to like second grade or whatever. And mm-hmm. then he kind of pieced out and mm-hmm. uh, I was left to be, you know, this quote genius with no study habits, no whatever to my name. And and I'm and just to, to be clear, I'm not a genius. Right. Like I'm just, you know, average or whatever. But calling your kids super smart, telling them that they're a genius and, and not um, <laughs> building up any kind of a work ethic or a, a, a method for learning only sets them onto the path towards a fixed mindset. Mm-hmm. So I was like, you know, just he, he might as well put sure. me in a box and set me to fixed mindset bill. Uh, it's not a place. I, I made that up just in case. Yeah. And it was a, a, a real, uh, sn- I should do improv. Fixed okay. mindset bill. Wow, look at this guy. This guy can come up with stuff on the fly. Wow. Um, so, yeah. So I was just kind of on that path. Oh and as gosh. soon as stuff got hard and I didn't know how to study, uh, I'm not smart. I am I'm not a smart person. And this is, yeah, this like, is, I don't this is stupid. I don't like this. So um, kind of just going back and as soon as I can, just just being like, all right, you got to work at this. And this is how you study. And this is how um, 
the growth mindset works. I, I think it's such a powerful thing to um, to kind of pass on. There's a, it's a, a great, great, great yeah. Sal Khan article. I, I hope that's Khan Academy. Yeah, I think it's it's Sal Khan. I'm pretty sure. We'll the, the founder. Yeah. If if mm-hmm. if not, dub over that with with the correct thing. In my voice, as though you were saying. Yeah. No, that's but fine. Carol Dweck was the uh, right. Yes. Am I okay? Yeah. No, you you, you got it okay. exactly. Um. Yeah. So I was going to say Sal Khan wrote a great article, kind of about gotcha, the growth gotcha, mindset, gotcha. saying, "I will never like why I I will never tell my kid that he's smart." I understand. And it's just kind of like a like whoa headline, like wow, that's so mean. He's such a monster. But no, he's just saying no, like, uh, I'm going to praise them for their hard work, not for their natural intelligence yeah. and that's that's kind of the, the, the way cool that we switch. should handle everyone Heck yeah yes i love it uh okay so what are you what are you excited to learn next oh man um right now uh it's it's kind of always uh one step ahead for me where mm-hmm. it's like the next newsletter the next blog post like sure um i am looking at this really cool code pen from this guy uh, steve gardner and uh, he he made this Christmas cannon where it shoots out uh, presents in, in in into this room with a literal cannon, and it's like this three D thing that he made, and it's just really funny, and it's it's cool, like, it. like it's 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 this great thing, and I get to go in and, and break it down, and so that's kind of like what I'm Fun. what I'm learning now, uh, and I I know some three JS, but he knows much more than I do, and so it's trying to like figure out like all right, how is he doing this, and it's a very like kind of complicated thing and then figuring out how to break that down into like bite-sized pieces that that people can skim through and understand yeah um, to teach it and yeah to, yeah and then chunks. I love it. yeah cool. and then after that that the next kind of thing so i'm kind of like uh not looking mm-hmm. big big picture right now yeah. like you know like, like i could uh and i want to get better at next js and and things like that but it's kind of like yeah. these these small pieces one at a time I think that's a smart way to tackle it. Like, what do I need for the next newsletter? And then, you know, uh, be agile and like adjust after that. And having those big, big, big goals can get overwhelming sometimes, I think. So yeah, like very truncated and tangible pieces. Uh, What's a good book you've read recently? So this one's actually kind of uh, specifically for people who are like writing blogs or doing newsletters, just kind of creating content. Um, but this book by Steph Smith, uh, standing out in 2021, doing content right. Um, it's been on, on, on my Kindle for a bit now, and every chapter is just really, really good. Um, like s- sometimes books like that, you'll you'll kind of go through, and it's just like a good reminder of like, oh yeah, I should probably like use headings, and like, oh yeah, bold's a good thing to put in 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 articles. That's a good call. But this is just like, oh wow, I haven't I haven't thought of, I didn't know about this. I haven't thought of that either. Wow, that's that's a good point. So like every chapter has been great. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. So well, we talk about that's often advice that folks on this podcast give is like write it down, write a blog, um, put your content somewhere, and just document your learning journey so that it's a you know like a dictionary for you when you're confused about something in the future because you can't hold it all in your head at one time, and then b it's like 
you know, working portfolio for you when out on the job interview. Uh, and so I think everyone would benefit from something like that because, yeah, I mean, I, I will definitely check it out. And of course, everything we've talked about today, I will include in the show notes as well. Yes. Okay. So make your shout out. What would you like listeners to go check out, Alex? Uh, yeah, just uh, check out Front End Horse. It's kind of been the, the labor of love during quarantine. Uh, it started back in May and done a bunch of articles that I'm pretty proud of, uh, doing do it do a newsletter try to get that out every week but uh also just went through a big rebrand and uh that's kind of been the focus for a bit but uh yeah frontend.horse it's the most ridiculous domain you'll type in your browser today uh, and where um, can people find you online <laughs> uh i am on twitter at trost codes and uh that's pretty much it i think frontend.horse and uh twitter are kind of my my two main things you can you can find me through there perfect all right. Well, thank you so much for chatting with us today or thank with you. me today. And being I felt like there was everyone the here. I, I, I was speaking to, to the listeners. Yeah, and I so mean... listeners, thank you for joining us. Oh my gosh. It's been a long day, y'all. Uh, I, but really though, genuinely, I appreciate you sharing your journey with me and wisdom, advice, and just kind of advice for folks that are looking to do as you did and make the leap into tech. And yeah, um, thank you. Thank you again. Thank you. It was a lot of fun to be here. Talk to you soon. Bye. And that's a wrap on today's episode. I'm Lauren Lee. Thank you for listening to We Belong Here. If you have any questions about this or any other episode, find me on Twitter at Lolo Coding. That's L-O-L-O-C-O-D. I-N-G. Shoot me an email or leave a comment on the We Belong Here website. If you enjoyed this episode, please, please, please subscribe and review the show on your podcast player of choice. And be sure to check us out next week for another story and lessons learned from an unconventional path to tech.